0: Welcome to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Podcast in Scottsdale, Arizona. We are Christian Disciples in Mission. I always like to tell my parishioners that I experience really difficult Lent's, and uh, I always say each year that I'm giving up football for Lent. Well, I might give up football, but I didn't give up talking about football and for most parishioners they know that i've been a football coach of special teams coordinator for a high school called sunny slope high school in phoenix arizona home of the vikings and i've been there for about 12 seasons and met a lot of players and coaches and people from that particular area and had a great joy so as i reflect on all the teams Probably one of the most, uh, uh, most talented team and one that went the farthest was in 2015. We were almost in the state championship game as we were driving for that go-ahead touchdown with our best player getting the ball and running back. And uh, we were probably going to go to the state championship game, but he unfortunately fumbled the ball. And so that ended our season there just one game short. And that was a sp- pretty special team terms of uh, the personnel and uh, the talent that we have, but that wasn't the team that's closest to my heart. 2018 was a team that I still remember and feeds me in terms of working hard and trusting in a process. As we began that season, we were rated probably one of the toughest football schedules in the state in five Division 5A. And we started off the season in a very uncharacteristic way as we lost our first three games. We were 0-3. But the football gods were not very good to us that year we had a number of injuries. All the course of the time, we had very few injuries of all that. But 2018, it's almost like it caught up with us. And throughout the entire season, there were about 18 players that either lost the entire season or significant part of games. It was almost like each week when we were getting ready to play the game, once that game ended, it's almost like the football gods say, we are taking your best one or two players and we're taking them out for you. And so it was us probably doing our best coaching in terms of trying to put people in positions they weren't. And we ended up the season, uh, believe it or not, with our sixth-string running back uh, trying to make things work. And being 0 and 3 Everything was against us, the toughest schedule, a lot of injuries, you know, a young man just getting, like, discouraged and going, we've never experienced this, this is, how are we going to make it the last seven games, and, and should we just pack it in, and, and a lot of teams usually do, and think that they have this losing attitude, but for some reason, we didn't give up. And the coaches and the guys came together, and we just decided week by week to work hard. And we finished those last seven games, five and two, and we made the playoffs. Unbelievable. And it's a team that I remember... And back then, you know, being the priest, uh, I prayed. I prayed three times a week with that team. So believe it or not, you can pray in public schools. And before, a lot of the coaches were Catholic, but we're always inclusive in the prayer. But I remember before our big playoff game, I told uh, all the team, I'm so proud of you because I know each one of you have experienced adversity this season. And you stuck it out, and it's been hard, and hot weather, and difficulty, and everything's been against us there, and yet you made it to the playoffs. And I think each one of you is going to learn a lot, and you will always do good in life because you know what it's like to trust in yourselves, in each other, and even more importantly, to trust God. That team, 2018, remains the best memory I have, and it wasn't even our best season. In today's scriptures, it is all about trusting God when everything is against you. It's an interesting story in the book of Genesis about Abraham. And for us in the Western world mindset, it's very difficult to understand why would a God ask anyone to kill their own son. Let's remember that biblical literature, and even in Jesus' preaching, when he uses parables and examples, the mindset of the ancient Mediterranean world was to use extreme examples to make a truthful point. It's an exaggeration. It is a way that shows this is the truth, but it uses exaggerated languages, images, and symbolic ways of showing that there's a particular truth. And the truth for Abraham isn't about him willing to kill his son, but something deeper. Remember, in that time, a man had a great uh, pride in his child and the heirs to his name and what he's going to leave. And that meant the most important thing to a man. That's what was identifying, and that's what he trusted in. And being asked then to give all of that up, in order to place a trust totally and dependently on God is unbelievable. And Abraham does that and gives us the example today, even when things don't make sense, when things aren't coming together in our lives, when everything seems to be pulling against us and we are against the odds and feeling overwhelmed, Abraham is willing to let all of that go. His name, his pride, his lineage, and to say, God, I trust in you. It's not an easy thing to do, but that's what we learn. Not that he was going to be willing to kill his son, but look at what Abraham does. I trust in you, God. That's what the gospel is about today. In Mark's gospel, we see this image called the transfiguration on top of a mountain. This, for early Christians, seems to be a significant event that happened because all three synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, all tell this story of the transfiguration, of climbing up this mountain and being revealing of what the future will be like. Remember, for Jesus, there's a lot of disgrace that happens. Again, he's part of a culture that says, Stay in your lane. We know your background, and it's very simple. You come from nowheresville, Nazareth, and yet you claim to know these things and you preach with authority that we just don't agree with and don't like. So there's always Jesus going against the image of his identity. You really say you're the Son of God, it's hard for us to believe and imagine. No Son of God would do this for people. And more importantly, no Son of God would be forced to take and die on the cross. Why would God ever forsake His only Son and allow Him such failure? And yet what Jesus does is He shows the trust in the Father. That He doesn't understand everything, but first of all, He does the work and the will of God the Father. And even when people are against Him, when He's experiencing opposition, when He doesn't know the outcome and why He will need to die on the cross for all of us, He places this trust in God. And Mark says, for every believer, there's the cross. That is part of discipleship. And we can't simply think that we're immune from suffering and from dying on the cross. In other words, trusting in God completely and handing our lives over in the hands of God. That's not an easy thing to do because we don't see clearly. We don't see clearly and to say, God, you deserve my trust. You deserve me being able to give my entire being to you. And yet, we have some powerful examples in today's scriptures. What happens is that sin, those decisions that we make not to follow God's ways, can blind us to seeing God working in our lives. The removal of sin allows us the ability to trust in God more, to see His guiding hand, It's not that we have perfect lives, that everything is peaceful and we win the lottery and all relationships are just simply a breeze. That's not what God promises. What God says, I will guide you through that. And when we seek the removal of sin by identifying those selfish acts, those sinful ways that are not of God, we can see a little bit more clearly and I think it can lead us to that trusting relationship with God. On Monday, this past Monday, our parish, again, sent out by video on YouTube and also our Facebook and on our website, a Lenten prayer service for the Lenten season. It's a penance service. And I explain there in that service of how Catholics and all Christians can really come to know the forgiveness of God in the midst of this pandemic. Not all of us are going to be able to right now safely come into a church building to pack it and to come to confession and to be able to see that. That's not going to happen in every parish, and that includes here at St. Patrick's. But our Advent season was so successful, and so many people participated, more than ever before, that people decided to view in. And so far, on the first day alone, we had over 600 views just to begin the Lenten season. This penance service is going to be available throughout the entire Lenten season. The reading that we use comes from Paul's letter to the Romans in chapter 12 that really speaks about how we can trust more in God, but also how we live lives that are more at peace. So I invite you to be able throughout the Lenten season when you really need to identify sin, when you need to trust more in God, when you need to remove the sin that blinds us from you and I seeing God's hands working even in most difficult moments, even when the odds are against us. Being able to identify sin, to name it, and ask God to forgive us from that helps us to see a lot clearer. And that's what the transfiguration is about, to see the glory that comes with us. How about an invitation to be honest by naming sin so that you can live in freedom. Freedom from guilt. Freedom from thinking you and I are not worthy enough. Freedom from you and I not loving ourselves. God wants to offer those things, but we have to cooperate. And as Jesus always teaches, first of all, we call out sin, that we are all sinners. No one's immune. Second of all, we name the sin. Once you name something, you call it out. And say, this is what the sin is. That's why we confess our sins. We name it. When we don't, it still owns us. But we call that out. And third, we lament, as Jesus teaches, that we express sorrow. So during this Lenten season, I would invite you to each time that you would like, take a look at that penance service again. Listen closely to the Scripture reading. Listen to the homily that invites you to think about that. And then there's an examination of conscience that you can review your life in areas that you need the Lord's forgiveness for to increase that trust that you need in God. And then there's forgiveness of sin. I explain that clearly of what perfect contrition means. And so it's church teaching that you'll be able to listen to. And so this is where we learn to trust when everything's against us. My most favorite team of the Sunny Slope Vikings football was the year 2018. We could have given in. We could have said, it's all over with. We don't even have a chance. Why bother? And yet somehow we pulled together and we worked through the adversity and we were gifted with being able to make the playoffs. Something that the kids and the coaches can be very proud of. Everything was against them and they didn't give up. The reason I say that is because our Christian life can be the same way, through difficulty, through things being against us, through feeling pain and sorrow and grief that many of us can experience at different times. One of the things we can do is have the sin that causes us to be blind to be removed and to see the glory that God has prepared for each one of us. Thank you for listening to the St. Patrick Catholic Community Homily Podcast. We are Christian Disciples in Mission.